This is a very special wildcard edition of the Mouth Off podcast. I'm Kyone Wolf. The penultimate speaker at every taping of the show is an audience volunteer chosen at random. They get a five-minute limit on the theme of the night, and so often we get some pretty surprising and powerful stories. Brace yourself for three of them today. We'll get started with a bang thanks to Aja Echeverria. She's the owner of Rework Creative Jewelry and a bunch of other enterprises I'll tell you about. You should know, though, that you'll hear some adult themes and definitely some profanity, which at the mouth off is allowed and, frankly, encouraged. All right, here's Aja's wild card story from January 2017, and the theme was First Things First. I grew up in this neighborhood. I grew up on uh, North Beacon Street, and I'm an only child. And my mother and I lived in a third-floor apartment a beautiful, historic Victorian home. The couple that owned the home were, the wife was a teacher, Edith Thomas, and she and my mother were teachers at the same time. And this family embraced us as part of their family. I would play in my room. I had a closet that had a door, and I would go in there, and I would fantasize, I would look at Elle and Vogue and Bazaar, and I would study how the images that I saw were so beautiful. I, w- I would also um, scrutinize like Architectural Digest and everything visual. I dreamed of moving to New York and living in Manhattan and being a jet setter and doing all the fabulous things that I saw in all of these magazines. And fast forward, I went to Cork Middle, I went to Hartford High, High. I went away to school to Hampton, Virginia, and I attended a historical black college. And I was so not ready for that. Oh, people, I was just always an anomaly. Nobody knew what I was. You talk like this, so you must be that, this. And I get to Hampton University, and it's like school days was out. Being a light-skinned black person was the hottest thing around. And my experience here was different than that. Nobody knew what I was. I wasn't accepted by my family. I mean, I was, but it was confusing. I just began to morph myself into what I thought people wanted me to be. And my mother actually introduced me to the man that I ended up marrying. We had what seemingly appeared to be a beautiful marriage, two beautiful children. When my mother passed away suddenly in 2008, my whole world just up on a dime. Total paradigm shift. I'm talking energetic, fast forward, transformation. I'm not going to be who I'm not. First things first, what I want to tell you is that, is that it's never too late for anything you want to do. Anyone you want to be, anything you want to have, it is never too late. So that being said, I had my first real orgasm in the past six months. And I want to tell you, it's fucking possible to have a bunch of them in a row. And they just keep getting better. (laughs) Thank you, Aja Echevarria. Check out her great work at etsy.com slash shop slash rework creative. 
and on Instagram at Aja Intuition, Rework underscore Creative, Age into Beauty, Two Dope Rags, and Wild Woman Twin Flame. She is a very busy human being. All right, on to the next story from Lena DeGenti. Lena is a foster and adoption advocate whose unconventional upbringing fueled her passion for helping people and organizations develop into their best unique selves. Her story was from February 2018, and the theme was It's an Emergency. I grew up in Cambridge, Mass, on a commune, which everyone thinks of communes as like out in the woods with like a farm and chickens and stuff. But I grew up right outside of Harvard Square, in between Harvard and Central Square, in a little area called Cambridgeport, which is basically where all the hippies went when the 60s were over, but they didn't really want it to be over, and they kind of extended that time period in Central Square there where I grew up. So we lived in this three-family house, and uh, it was a bunch of 18-year-old girls, women, that moved into these apartment houses, three multifamily houses on this street in Cambridge when they were young, and they were just friends, and then they all had kids, and we all just stayed there. We had shared backyards, and we all slept wherever, in whichever house, in whichever apartment, and we had tons and tons of kids. There were so many goddamn kids. I was 16, um, and I had this boyfriend. His name was Vajra, because we were all hippies and Buddhists, and, you know, he was so fucking cool. He was like... He was like a, a ninja warrior, and he wanted to be on that um, show on TV where they have like the they jump on those obstacle courses and fight each other, whatever it was called. So, but he was so cool. He was like, ah, uh, he was a few years older than me, and he was like really known in the Buddhist community. And I was like, I am fucking going out with Vajra Grinelli. And he started to be, like, seeming not as into it as he had been previously, which was kind of a bummer. So anyway, I'm, like, trying to figure out why Vajra's not that into me and what can I do to make Vajra more into me. I don't get it. And I'm home with all of the kids, which is normal. It was very normal for there to be no parents around and just tons of kids. And all of a sudden, there's smoke And I'm, like, no longer sitting in the room contemplating why Vajra doesn't like me that much anymore. And I'm like, shit, there's smoke. So I'm running around trying to gather all the kids. Where is the smoke? I don't even know how many there were. There must have been, like, 12 of them. I'm, like, gathering them all up. Come on, we got to get out of here. And I'm calling 911. So we run outside, and the fire department's coming, and I'm, like, counting all the kids. You know, I'm freaking out, like, the house is going to burn down. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Where are we going to go? And I look up, and there's Vajra walking across the street holding my girlfriend's hand who lived around the corner from me, another little Dharma girl, Buddhist chick that I grew up with. And now I don't even care that the house is burning down because my boyfriend's cheating on me right in front of me. So the fire department's there, the cops are there, the kids are all outside, and I walk across the street. And I'm leaving all of them like, what the hell are you two doing? (laughs) And Vajra is like, oh my God. And the girl's mother's friends with my mother, and the girl's mother's there, and and it was this whole big scene. Anyway, I didn't really get to pay any more attention to uh, Vajra and the girl because our house was having, you know, the fire hose, and I had to be dragged back over to deal with the actual emergency. 
So good news, the house didn't burn down, I saved all the children, and I didn't waste any more time trying to figure out why the stupid boy wasn't into me. <laughs> Thanks, Lena DeGenti. Next up, our final wild card of the episode, and it's from Mark Zipidelli. Mark is a business analytics lead analyst at Cigna and a kick-ass ballroom dancer. His story is from April of 2016, and the theme was April Fool's. Stories about getting duped. I was born one of four, all at the same time. So I am a quadruplet. When I was five years old, we decided to get our first pet. Now, mom is allergic to both dogs and cats. So as if it wasn't crazy enough that we were quadruplets moving around the state of Connecticut and we're not like anybody else in school, we don't even have the same pet as anyone because we go to the pet place and we get a parakeet. <laughs> he was green. And my mom says to me in her, don't really know where she got this accent, she says, Mark, I want you to name this pet here. I'm like, okay, mom, I'll name it. So he's green. I'm five years old. Let's name him Pickles. We bring him home. I had my own room for a very brief period of time. And so we set the bird up in my room. So the next day we get to class and we're doing show and tell. Hey, Mark, talk about something new. What's new in your life? What can you share with the class? So I said what came to mind. I wrote down and shared with the class, I have pickles in my room. That evening, we get a phone call at home from my teacher, Mrs. Bird. <laughs> Hi, this is Mrs. Bird, Mark's kindergarten teacher. I'd like to speak to Mrs. Zipidelli. Mom is doing that slow walk across the kitchen. What did you do? Why is this woman calling me? You're in kindergarten. Did you pee on somebody? What happened? Hi, this is Mrs. Bird. Hi, this is Mrs. Zipidelli. The most awkward five minutes of small talk you've ever heard in your life. Finally, Mrs. Bird says, so I don't know what type of family environment you have, child of the 80s. I'd like to know why Mark has jars of pickles in his room. Mom says pickles is the parakeet and hangs up the phone. She turns around, looks at my brother Dan. She says, your teacher, Mrs. Bird, has feathers, a beak, and wings. <laughs> well, you know, when you have four kids at once, you have an instant family of six, your parents are kind of crazy. So my parents had us ride the little bus for a long time. We didn't go on the regular bus because we could have gotten sick. Apparently no one gets sick on the little bus. So that's what we rode to school. And on that day, we observed something pretty fascinating on the bus, and for the first time, a child giving the finger to another child. Dan looks at this, and he thinks it's the coolest thing he's ever seen. We get to school, we get off the bus, we're doing show and tell that day, Mrs. Bird calls on Dan. 
Dan gives Mrs. Bird. She looks at Dan, she says, you go home and tell your mother what you just said. He says, well, my mother says you have feathers, a beak, and wings. And that's the pickle story. Thank you. Thank you, Mark Zipidelli. As Mark Twain said, I like a good story well told. That's the reason I'm sometimes forced to tell them myself. The Mouth Off is hosted and produced by me, Kion Wolf, with help from Jennifer LaRue. Learn about my other shows at KionWolf.com, on Twitter and Instagram at KionWolf, and on Facebook at KionWolf Productions. Tell your story at one of our live shows, dates, themes, tickets, and swag are at MarkTwainHouse.org slash MouthOff. At that site, you'll also see all the other cool stuff Twain has going on, in addition to funny and fascinating house tours. Twain's tradition of storytelling continues with writing classes and workshops, chances to write in Mark Twain's library, and the popular Mark My Words series, where authors from around the world come to talk about how current issues are colliding with their work. Follow the Twain House on Facebook and sign up for their newsletter at marktwainhouse.org. All right, till next time, whatever happens, make it a good story. Bye.